Sup everybody, it's Thursday. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing these shorter parts. Or these shorter episodes. Parts. Uh, shorter episodes on Thursday. And then posting them on Thursday. And then whenever I have somebody on for an interview or a conversation, then it's the first time I've said an interview for this podcast. But anywho... Every hour of the day, give vigorous attention as a Roman and as a man to the performances to the performance of the task in hand with precise analysis, when with unaffected dignity, with human sympathy and dispassionate justice, and to your vacating mind from all its other thoughts. And you will achieve this vacation if you perform each action as if it were the last of your life. Freed, that is, from all lack of aim, from all passion-led deviation from the ordinance of reason, from pretense, from love of self, from dissatisfaction with the fate has with what fate has dealt you. You see how few things a man needs to master for the settled flow of a God-fearing life. The gods themselves ask nothing more of one who keeps these observances. And that's a piece from one of my favorite. It's, it's not a book. I mean, it's a it's in book form, but really accumulation of thoughts called meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and I I mention it per pretty often i've probably mentioned this book or at least these thoughts to my friends a lot more often than i have been in the past while but i'm i'm really digging into these to these thoughts now because it's just, it's just helped me continue it's helped me move it's helped me go and uh really at this moment get out of my mind to then uh get out of my mind to produce to produce more consume less, uh, have more action in my day. Um, and I, it's not, I, I don't start the day with, Oh, I read this, you know, some, I mean, a lot of the, you know, top CEOs and people in the, in the world have morning rituals and, and things like that. Mine usually tries to begin with the workout. Um, but still I will, pro- lately I've been busting this piece of literature out to, to read, even if it's one quote, I actually had a friend that I, that I talked about. I talked to about stoicism last weekend, and I told him about meditations and how it's really helped me. And it, even if even if we're because I can't read for too long on the road, but if I'm able to even read one quote and just ponder on it, I kind of do that, kind of settle in, and then go from there. And that one in particular, the, what I just read is still it's from book two, and Basically, you know, starting off from the first from the first uh, statement, every hour of the day, give vigorous attention. Um, you know, and even even you can even if you give you can even give vigorous attention to your rest time. You know, especially in today's society where we are, ha- we or we're, we're, we're I guess we can say we're faced with technologies evolving. Uh, you know, YouTube included uh podcasting now i mean obviously 
there's so many good things that have come out of these techno- technological things, but it seems to be a theme for me as far as distraction from being able to to go. And my point of of giving vigorous attention to even rest is when you're on your phone or you're doing this or doing that, and you know they're li- they're little. Be- besides the biological like dopamine and all that stuff stuff that you get, but you then don't give attention to rest. So then you put your phone down for, let's just say, five minutes, and you think that's enough rest and your brain's still kind of going. It takes your brain usually a little bit longer. Or at least that's of my opinion and that's of my experience with myself is that, you know, even learning how to rest and give attention to rest, I, it seems like that's going to be a, a new thing. Now, obviously, if you're doing it for work, you have things to do. There's, there's. I'm just saying the balance of technology and the, the fact that we have a mini computer in the palm of our hand and really um, i'm still gonna i'm still gonna, i'm gonna read one more little piece and this is this other piece is gonna be from no degrasse tyson uh i just bought this book astrophysics for the people for people in a hurry and I, I i bought it last weekend and i just started reading it and frankly i've read like 10 pages because it, and i hope maybe i hope it gives some in some perspective as far as why it's taking me a few days to read 10 pages um i don't consider myself a fast reader but um usually a book this short i probably wouldn't take more than a couple of days to read and yeah i, I i've been through 10 pages and it's like man it's pretty amazing but anyways uh pan, before i move on before i move on uh meditations and giving attention to things that will help you but also that might alleviate some uh, mental stresses you know meditations I'll, I'll probably keep going through this book from now until who knows when um, there's I believe it's 12 books they're called books versus uh they're I mean they're equivalent of chapters but in the in Marcus Aurelius writes them as books and they're basically just him in different places at different times and there's more specifics that i i don't keep in my brain but because i I keep i try to keep those thoughts in my brain versus you know the extra detail it's not it's like no what's what's gonna help me produce what's gonna help me do something right now and the thoughts that he's written in that in this this uh piece have helped me do that and it goes back to stoicism and maybe one day i'll go into stoicism but i but i talk about stoicism on here um, even with Brian, me and Brian, we go back and forth constantly about stoicism and uh, comparing ourselves to comparing ourselves to. <laughs> okay, so this is this is the cliche for today. Comparing ourselves to ourselves versus you know going outward, and sometimes you have, sometimes you have to go inward. Now, obviously, you have to go outward. Sometimes you want to be. Uh, I don't know if likable is the right way, right word, but you definitely want to be approachable. At least that's my that's, a, that's also my opinion. When you're out in the world, when you're out in society, um, sometimes I sometimes I'll even say like you know people are like this, people are like that. Well, how am I, how am I being at that moment? You know, I'm being judgmental of other people versus man. Maybe maybe if I would talk to that person first, maybe we'd have a great conversation, and that's something I've been working on. But let's move on. I want to. And literally, I'm going to read, I think, it's like a full, t- t- one, two, 
a full three pages, and this is from the literally the first three pages of the book, uh, starting from chapter one, not not the preface. Usually I start from the preface, but for today, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna read. I pro- I probably will read it until I know until my stopping point because there's nothing really there's nothing I can really skip for this to make sense. So let me jump into this and then explain why. In the beginning, nearly 14 billion years ago, all the space and all the matter and all the energy of the known universe was contained in a volume less than one trillionth the size of the period that ends this sentence. Conditions were so hot, the basic forces of nature that collectively describe the universe were unified. Though still unknown how it came into existence, this sub-pinpoint size cosmos could only expand rapidly in what today we call the Big Bang. Einstein's general theory of relativity put forth in 1916 gives us our modern understanding of gravity, in which the presence of matter and energy curves the fabric of space and time surrounding it. In the 1920s, quantum mechanics would be discovered, providing our modern account of all that is small, molecules, atoms, and subatomic particles. But these two understandings of nature are for formally incompatible with one another, with which set physicists off on a race to blend the theory of, a, of the small with the theory of the large into a single coherent theory of quantum gravity. Although we haven't yet reached the finish line, we know exactly where the high hurdles are. One of them is during the Planck era of the early universe. That's the interval of time from t equals zero up to t equals 10 to the negative 43rd power seconds, which which is 110 million trillion trillion trillionths of a second. After the beginning and before the universe grew to 10 to the negative 35, 35th power meters, that's 100 billion trillion trillions of a meter across. The German physicist Max Planck after whom these unimaginably small quantities are named, introduced the idea of quantized energy in the 19, in 1900 and generally credited as the father of quantum mechanics. The clash between gravity and quantum mechanics poses no practical problem for the contemporary universe. Astrophysicists apply the tenets and tools of gra- general relativity and quantum mechanics to very different cl- classes of problems. But in the beginning, during the Planck era, the large or small, and we suspect there must have been a kind of shotgun wedding between the two. Alas, the vows exchanged during that ceremony continue to elude us, and so no known laws of physics describe with any confidence the behavior of the universe over that time. We nonetheless expect that by the end of the Planck era, gravity wriggled loose from the other still unified forces of nature, achieving an independent identity nicely described by our current theories. As the universe aged through 10 to the negative 5th seconds, which again equals 100, well, I guess I should say it correctly, but as the universe aged through 100 billion trillion trillions of a meter seconds, it continued to expand, diluting all concentrations of energy and what remained of the unified split forces split into the electroweak and the strong nuclear forces. Later still, the electroweak force split into the electromagnetic 
and the weak nuclear forces, laying bare the four distinct forces we have come to know and love, with the weak force controlling force controlling radioactive decay, the strong force binding the atomic nucleus, the electromagnetic force binding molecules, and gravity binding bulk matter. A trillionth of a second has passed since the beginning. And you can go back and listen to that section again. And I maybe as I'm reading out loud, as I read it out loud, maybe maybe if you me reading it versus saying it out loud, it's it was way more impactful because it's like all that information that I just said. It's very dense. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you've heard him on Joe Rogan or any other podcast or interview for that matter, he's a very, he he his stuff can get very dense quickly. And that's a prime example of what I just read, which is literally three pages explaining the beginning, you know, going from the Big Bang, then uh, Einstein and gravity, 1916, and then Max Planck, 1900, to then up to 1920, and essentially one of the founders of quantum mechanics, I believe. It's like, only less than a second, way less than a second has occurred from the from the moment the Big Bang, we'll say, ex- exploded and then expanded. Only that's, I mean, all of that has happened in that short amount of time. And I don't even know what that looks I mean, I guess you do 10, get a decimal and move it over 35 times to the left. And that'll give you how far from a second this is actually occurring. And so the first chapter is essentially that and I'll, I maybe I'll go into it as I go as I uh as I continue reading but the reason why I want to do that first part is because it's like sometimes time for us goes so fast sometimes it goes so slow and a lot of times a, a negative event or a negative occurrence a negative issue will make time go slow and when we're having a good time there's really no concept when we're having a good time there's no concept of time and that's that's my relevance to uh, this book and and what I've what I've tried to bring to this podcast and realizing so much can be done in less than a second so much can happen so much can be done and then so much can be let happen where you, where sometimes you might feel you're out of out of uh, out of control of things, and sometimes that sometimes that happens. And I've talked about that about myself, and that's why I go to meditations. But again, you know, yesterday being Independence Day, and and it it may not be a direct tie, but you know, we we talk about the beginning, or in this case, this this book, the Neil deGrasse Tyson book, uh, we talk about the beginning, and it's like. And I, I even saw someone post yesterday on Facebook. Someone put, you know, it's not the Declaration of Independence. It's, uh, I, I don't know, what else did it say? It, had a, it was a picture of, like, like George Washington and probably John Hancock and all those guys that signed the Declaration. But, uh, you know, we're, but it's funny how some people will, they, people want details. Okay, from what I see, the people that I know, the people that I see interact on Facebook or post a lot on Facebook, they want definitions. They want to be told, okay, yeah, you're you're right, 
or or hey, you're not you're not you're not completely right, but here's the right answer, or here here's the definition that that can, that should be used. And at the moment, especially for I feel like older millennials, um, going through a tussle of of definitions. And one thing that Jordan Peterson brings up to bring up another name is defining what you mean, defining this and that. And and yesterday I saw that, and, and upon reading that chapter one, I'm like man, that's to me it's it's all relevant, it's all coherent, it's a lot of information. And even that little piece, like I said, that little piece that I read is inf- is a lot of information, but. Going back to the Declaration of Independence, going back to July 4th, the dec- it's declaring independence from Europe or from England or from the UK. Um, England, yeah. It's like the beginning, the, the, the initiation of the event. And sometimes maybe that's what we need to do is initiate. The, we initiate the event to then make something happen. Oh, okay. I'm not out of breath, but it's if it's how can I say this? If it's uh seem if it seems as dense as you as I as I as it's been for me, then you're you're feeling what I'm feeling. And really, that's like like I said, as I continue, I'm gonna we're wrapping up now. But as as I go through this book, and I, whether whether I bring more to the table or not from this book, I already recommend people reading it. It's called Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, and everybody seems to be in a hurry. And that can go, and even, I'll I'll leave the ties already as as they were. But you know, if you think you're in a hurry, you read a page a day. I, I've always said that: read a page a day, do one percent a day, and you by the time you know it, you'll get to hundred, and then you get to a thousand. Um, but as like I said, I'm I'm only the first ten pages into chapter one, and I already recommend this book to at least expand the mind to help your thinking. Uh, that's definitely one thing that I know it's helped me with. And I'm gonna leave you guys with that. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. If, in case you're still celebrating Fourth of July, it's all good. We'll be I'll be with Eddie this weekend. Me and the guys will be out. We'll be in Dallas, Texas tomorrow at the House of Blues. I, I don't think we go until like 11 p.m. We're doing some after party in the foundation room at the, house, at the House of Blues. And then on Saturday, we're playing LSA Burgers in Denton, Texas. And then we'll be home Sunday. So stay tuned to yourself. Stay tuned to what your objective may be. If you don't have an objective, you should probably find, a, find an objective that mean something to you and you can actually make an impact and i'm gonna stop being preachy because i prefer to do over talk and we're reaching that 20 minute mark so i will leave you guys with that see you